listening to the Phenomenal Forum on WCWPSports.org and iTunes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Phenomenal Forum. I'm your host, Matt Weinstein. Across the table, we got the big homie, Mark Sanger. To my left, the modern-day Maharaja. Excuse me, the modern-day Klimaraja. Let's not get carried away here. Chris Klimazuski, guys, another big week of pro wrestling. This yeah. week was huge, I feel like. I feel like, you know, we're going to get into it, but I feel like this was the best Monday Night Raw in a long time. Yeah, that was my biggest takeaway. For the first time in a long time, Raw was enjoyable for just about all three hours. Exactly. I'd agree. I'd agree. Full, uh, full there. SmackDown was pretty solid as well. Again, that's just keeping the train rolling. We've seen that from SmackDown week after week. But the Raw, and all this shows us is that Raw was so good, it's that this has been possible. Yeah. This isn't new. It's not just, oh, look, we flipped the switch. It's good. No, this was this could have happened all along, so why wasn't it? Yeah, as we always said, like it's not the talent. It's how they're being written. There's no, there were the new people in terms of the NXT that came up, but they didn't really do anything in this, on this Monday. Nikki Cross had a match, but then we saw EC3 in a backstage, backstage segment. We saw Lacey Evans backstage, but it wasn't them that made the show good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. It was the, just the overall like content of what was put out there. The matches being put on, yeah, the presentation of it all. Even the promos that people cut this week were very good. It was just a very, very good Raw, and we haven't seen that in a long time. And, you know, there's a lot of refreshing aspects to it. Mark, you brought up something that I want to start with. These new NXT call-ups. They've mentioned that, you know, they haven't decided between Raw and SmackDown. They're going to go back and forth. But all their, I, I like it a lot. Is I that do too. Because before they're just thrown into a storyline... And half the crowd is going to say, oh, I remember EC3 from NXT. And the other half is going to say, who is this guy? Why is he on my television? You're putting them on screen. And I, and I read something that Vince's thought is that you put these people on screen, you show their face, and that once they're in a storyline, everyone's going to say, oh, I remember that guy from, you know, when he was posing backstage. Yeah. Or I remember Nikki Cross from when she was, you know, just being a lunatic backstage. Whatever it is. So it's, it's very refreshing in that aspect, and there's a lot of interaction backstage that we've never really seen before, mm-hmm. and it makes it, you know, makes you feel like this, oh, this is really, you know, one big company. These people are working together whether yeah. they're in the same story or not. I think refreshing is the key word there because they have a really bad track record right now bringing up people who are really highly touted from NXT, and they kind of flounder because of how they're written, and it just doesn't work out. But now, like you said, they're being incorporated in this way that's different and it's refreshing, and it's going to be really interesting to see how it works and how it eventually develops because, like you said, like they're backstage now. Like Finn Balor is walking out to his match, and you see to his right, it's Lacey Evans talking to the other divas. It's like, oh wow, like hey, the women's wrestlers. They're women, and All right. <laughs> well, you even saw that on SmackDown too when Ray was walking to his match against uh, Andrade. Uh, Talk about saw, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you saw Nikki Cross behind the cage acting like a lunatic, which was great because it's like, oh. Nikki Cross is here. What, they, what? they show Ray's face. He's like, oh, who's this girl now? Yeah. Like, it, it, it works. It's so good. Na- so now when she's eventually in some sort of program, we're going to, oh, we know her. How, she's not just getting thrown into something. How good was the Elias song telling Braun where Baron Corbin ran off to? That was great. It was so well done. I went nuts. Elias is absolute money. We know that. Yeah. I love Elias. That's just like, again, like they just incorporate so many people into one story. But like you said, they all work together. This is supposed to feel like this, and it finally does. I'm a big fan of it. I hope they. I hope we see more of this, whether it's these NXT call-ups or not, whether it's just to get them on screen or 
to bring storylines together. Whoever it is, I'm all for it, that's for sure. Yeah. So, we'll start off the big story of Monday Night Raw. It looks like Braun Strowman's still hurt. So he's not going to get that Rumble match against Brock Lesnar the way they wrote him off. He flipped Vince's limo, this whole thing. Vince said, you're suspended, you're not getting your match, whatever it was. Um, yeah, I mean, this obviously is covering him up. He's he's either not going to be cleared for the Rumble, or I also read they don't want him to get another loss to Brock so soon, which always made sense to me. I, I didn't really get the whole match because he's already lost to Brock, what, twice? He's felt Twice like won a, well, at, the one at Crown Jewel. Mm-hmm. And he lost a couple multi-man matches. So, so, so right when they announced it was yeah. going to be a thing, I was like, I can't see Braun winning. I just don't see why, so why would they have him lose again yeah, to Brock? And, and yeah, we mentioned this last week, too. I mean, how many times again are we going to see Brock just beat up Braun Strowman in, like, 10 seconds? It's crazy. It's like, how many times are we going to see it? Again, it's, it's getting played out at this point. All that does is hurt the product as a whole, hurt the rest of the Royal Locker Room talent-wise, because if Brock Lesnar is showing up once every three, four months and beating up Braun Strowman... And when he's not there, Braun is just beating up everybody else week after week. It makes everybody else look yep. awful. Yeah. It hurts so, everyone else's credibility. So to put him in that story with Brock Lesnar yet again, whether he's still hurt or not, I'm glad he's out of the picture. Same. Yeah. I'm glad he's out of the picture. I'm glad that we get a new, a new face in there, and I'm glad it's Finn Balor. I'm very happy if Finn Balor's in this match. I wonder if uh, Braun enters the Rumble, if, he's, if he gets cleared. And... I hope not. No. Because if he enters the Rumble, all it is is, oh, look at all the eliminations. Look how impressive Braun Strowman is. And then he goes toe-to-toe with whoever at the very end. And he'll lose. And it's it's not worth it. Yeah, probably not. Because for the past however many years, you go into the Royal Rumble thinking, oh, such-and-such is going to dominate. Whether it's Braun Strowman. A couple years ago we had you know Goldberg and Lesnar were in there. Mm-hmm. Or if it's Lesnar, if it's Braun Strowman, or if it's a Roman Reigns. like That's, not, that's so overdone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we mentioned... All this backstage stuff is refreshing. I think this Royal Rumble is going to be so refreshing if they keep guys like that out of it. Because at the moment, with the exception of a potential Braun Strowman, I don't really think there's anybody in that match who is totally going to dominate it. Sure, you have someone like a Drew McIntyre, someone potentially like Samoa Joe, who might be in there for a while, rack up some eliminations, but it's not, oh, somebody's in, I'm going to throw him out in two seconds. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And again, we go back to last week when we mentioned him. We Matt, you must have we must have counted beforehand before the show maybe twenty guys who could possibly win the Royal Rumble and at a thirty man Rumble. That's, that's great. Awesome. To, that's great to see. Like tw- you want to see this great competitive, this great uh, Rumble match happen with these twenty plus guys. Yeah, right. we count. Yeah, we counted about twenty. So you have the twenty. Throw in three or four surprises. You know, one two got call ups from NXT for one offs. Just some fun spots. There's so, your thirty. Yeah, and you get some, you get some, um, some bums in there. You know, you get like the Heath Slaters, the Kurt Hawkinses, in there. So, but there is room for that. Exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> you okay? Now I'm all right. It looked like Mark had something to say. So anyway, <laughs> you mentioned Finn Balor gets that spot, the number one contender. How we got here? You have Finn Balor, John Cena, Drew McIntyre, and Baron Corbin in the ring. We get this fatal four way. And Finn Balor is the last person I thought was going to win this match. And when he did, I was bummed. You said that, and I was really surprised. You're I was like, a little, yeah. I was No like, chance Finn's, Finn wins this. I, be, I figured this was going to go to either Cena or even Baron Corbin. What? Oh, I would have threw up everywhere if Baron Corbin won that match. I thought you get C- Cena wins, he does the job, he puts Lesnar over, 
and everybody's fine. That doesn't take away from anybody. That's fine. But Finn Balor gets the win. I'm thinking, yeah, he's not gonna win it. He would have done. He would have done so much better if you know he was in the Rumble last year. He was what 55 minutes in the Rumble. Yeah. I figured he was gonna do something like that again. That puts him over huge. Instead, he's got this one-on-one match with Lesnar. Immediately, I'm thinking, oh, it's gonna be a squash. It's gonna be this. Then I'm thinking, we'll hold the phone. I was going to say, I'm holding on some hope. Lesnar had the matches with AJ. He had the matches with Daniel Bryan. They worked. When he wants to put on a good match, he does. And the word on the street is that he handpicked Finn Balor. He was excited for he it. He told yeah. Vince, I want to work Finn Balor at the Rumble. That's, I, look, that's great. Look, I mean, other than Corbin, who I really didn't think was had any right to be in that match, you, I could have easily saw Finn, John Cena, or McIntyre facing... Lesnar at the Rumble. I would have been fine with either of those guys. But the fact that Finn Balor's one is fantastic because you know what Cena can do. He's a 16-time world champion. You know McIntyre can go toe-to-toe with Lesnar. But the the fact that they put in when Brock hand chose Balor to work in this match, it makes me think, like, they're finally putting him over. They're finally pushing him after, what was it, three years now? Three years now? Almost. This summer will be three years since he got hurt and had to drop the Universal title. I thought Finn was the only logical option out of the four. Obviously, John Cena is the best in the world, best ever, in my opinion. But for this new era stuff and all this new stuff, they can't put John Cena versus Brock Lesnar in headline a pay-per-view right now. That's it, a big-time take, by the way. I think he's the best ever. All right. Is that that big of a take? Greatest of all time? I, Goat? I, John Cena? I think that's a... That's a, I'm not going to call it a hot take. I'm going to stand by it. That's it's like lukewarm. It's that's, like a lukewarm take. That's an interesting take. take. I'm, not, I'm not sitting here to disagree. Are you a Shawn Michaels guy? I disagree. Okay. But, like, there's a conversation to be had for John Cena. That's for sure. I'm just saying, I don't think Cena versus Brock right now could work. And, like, the new era, all this new stuff. Well, no, no, that I 100% agree. That promo was amazing that John cut on Vince. Well, that's... That was amazing. What do we, what do we expect? I know. At this I'm point? just saying. It was a great but promo. I think that John Cena-Brock Lesnar match could potentially work at the Rumble... It's not going on last. It's not going to headline the show. You have two Royal Rumbles. You have a Ronda Rousey match. You have a Becky Lynch match. Yeah, it's the Universal Championship, but you can kind of bury it in the card a little bit with Lesnar and Cena. And then obviously Baron Corbin never had a chance in this. I don't know why you thought he did. Well, I because th- that's another th- – I, th- I thought he'd win it before Finn Balor. Get out of here. Because I, th- I was convinced that Finn Balor was going to have a great showing in the Royal Rumble. Okay, I can understand that. But Just see- to continue that, put that rumored – Big push for Finn I mean, Balor, and originally I'm thinking if if Finn just gets run over by Brock, what kind of push are we talking? I've learned to never bet against Brock at this point. A lot of times I'm like, oh, there's no chance he wins this one, and he always wins that one. But uh, I think Finn has a chance. Small, I think small, but I think he has a chance. You know why? Because like I said, even just before, you know, even if Baron Corbin, won, you know, Corbin, Cena, and McIntyre can all step toe to toe with Lesnar. When you look at Finn Balor, and you look, I mean, yeah, he's a little bit of a smaller guy compared to all three of those other guys, but. Beef. But it's the fact that, you know, he is small. And it's like, you know, why would we want to see another squash match? You know, this might be, like, Balor might take him to the end. Like, take out all of all of Lesnar has in him and take him to the end. I think he's going to win. So you're saying why would they give Finn this shot if they're not going to put him over and give him Exa- the title? Exactly. And, you know, and who knows when you – and you can this can p- potentially set up something like Seth Rollins versus Finn at, the, at, the, at Mania, which that would be a phenomenal match. Now, who's to say we don't get – Summit Finn Finn Balor puts at, brings out all the stops. He wins the Universal Championship. Seth wins the Rumble. We get Seth versus Finn Balor the the rematch at WrestleMania, and then you have Brock versus Braun 
non-title at Mania. You just, I'm fine with that. You give Braun his win back for no, for nothing. That's great. I like that. Of so do I, and that's why it's not going to happen. That'd be really nice to have Brock not defend the Universal Title at Mania, just to have it off of him and a different storyline, something more interesting, more enticing. You know, you're right, Matt. That makes too that makes too much good sense for the WWE to do it. <laughs> and the thing about Brock is, obviously, we're all sick of him. The reason is because he kept that title hostage for almost two years, with you know maybe two months off when Roman got sick, but. Yep. If Brock is around and is having ma- like Brock has had good matches. That's not like say what we want. No, he's really good. But a majority, yeah. but a majority yeah. of Brock versus Roman was good. Yeah. In it was, ring. It was boring, but it was good. It was yeah, but the ma- like the matches were solid. Yeah. The SummerSlam match was quick. It was pretty good. Brock versus Braun, I I don't really care about, but and you got a Brock versus Daniel Bryan, a Brock versus AJ Styles. Brock versus AJ was great. That was like one of the best matches in a long time. And the reason we're, we're not raving even more about those matches is because he has the Universal title and we're so bummed out about it. If you get the title off of him and he's just a special attraction at WrestleMania in the same way that Triple H has been the past few years, That's fine. I'm totally fine with that. Give him If you want to have him wrestle Braun Strowman, fine. If you wanted to give him... You know, if they were going to go so far as have him wrestle, you know, Lars Sullivan, whatever it is, go for it. Yeah. I'm, but the, the issue is that just you got to get the title off of him. You see, I'm still going to revert back to this whole UFC thing. I think he's going to hold the title until he fights in the, until he fights Daniel Cormier in the UFC. That's not set yet, though. It's not set, no. But when it, is that supposedly happening? March, right? I heard it might be happening in March. Nothing's confirmed or anything like that yet. But and that shows before Mania. Exactly. So I mean, look, you. Yes, he'll hold it till say what? What's the uh, pay per view before Mania Fastlane? If he doesn't lose it at the Rumble, he's going into Mania. Yeah. He's not. Doesn't Brock Lesnar's not showing up at Fastlane or the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, maybe There's the no, Elimination Chamber, but not definitely not Fastlane. No way. They'll probably fight at the Elimination Elimination Chamber to see who fights Lesnar at Mania. Unless the Royal Rumble winner just says I chooses Brock. I mean, the rumor still is Rollins to win the Rumble, Lesnar to retain. He's yeah. still my pick. I'm still that, going with that. That's still the rumor. Yeah. So. There's still a good chance we get that. So if Lesnar retains, we're not seeing him wrestle till Mania. Mm-hmm. Imagine on Raw, Finn's cutting a promo with uh, Paul Heyman, and he's like, "All right, you're gonna bring the Beast. I'm gonna bring the Demon." Place goes nuts. Well, he, I also heard that there's a there's a good chance that they don't advertise the Demon. He doesn't wrestle as the Demon because he's not going to win. He hasn't lost, yeah. So if he's going to lose, don't bring out the demon just wrestles yourself which doesn't make any sense because like if you if you think about it if you if know he's, he's gonna win when he's the you know, demon right and it won't forget that like in storyline sense if it's the it's the biggest match of Finn Bauer's career why, why wouldn't, wouldn't he you come bring out as the, yeah. of course but the reason being behind the scenes is that oh well he's gonna lose yeah. the demons never lost on the main roster so two or three times he's he lost once overall oh, he lost in, in the next he yeah. lost once to Joe yeah in a, so in a steel cage match I'm saying main event against Seth, against Baron Corbin. Is that it? And the, against AJ. Against AJ. And he was supposed, yeah. Oh, and. Because he was supposed to wrestle Bray Wyatt and wrestle AJ Styles. Yeah. Okay. So, if he's just Finn Bauer, the person, there's not a shot. Yeah, I have to agree. And there's so much money to be made with the Beast versus the Demon. Yeah. It sells itself, but I don't think we're going to get it. Oh, my God. We have to see it. We have to. It makes perfect sense. It makes too much Again, sense. Again, it makes too much sense, Clem. <laughs> it's too on the nose. That's the issue. 
They really, they really pushed it home though on Raw, like how like Vince is not supportive of him. <coughs> Finn was like, "You never believed in me since day one." Like, well, like because that was the real life storyline a year ago. That's how the fans always felt. Right, last Royal he was, Rumble, he wasn't over enough. That was the whole thing. Last Royal Rumble, they were supposed to do Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor, but Vince said, "Oh, it's, he's he's not that over." That this was real. This is stemming from real life, and then Vince which is makes like, it so good. Oh, John Cena is huge. Baron Corbin's huge. Uh, not yeah, enough, they started talking about beef. Not enough beef here for ridiculous. you. Was like, it, it didn't make sense. And then they stacked the deck against him. Like, all right, fight Jinder and, and they, yeah, fight Jinder. They had the Singh brother. The Singh brother jumped in before the match, and like they stacked all the deck, all the cards against them, and he won. Well, good for Finn. So anyway, there's a long way of getting there, but Finn Balor. The number one contender at the Royal Rumble for the Universal Championship. Whether it's the Beast versus the Demon or the Beast versus Finn Balor, regardless, I'm very, very excited. That's yep. for sure. As am I. So anyway, we're going to step aside for our first quick break. When we come back, we'll get into the rest of Raw. we got a new Intercontinental Championship, a new Intercontinental Champion we got to talk about. A whole lot more here on the Phenomenal Forum on MyWCWP.org. You're listening to the Phenomenal Forum on WCWP Sports. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Phenomenal Forum here on MyWCWP.org. Matt Weinstein, the big homie, Mark Sanger, the modern-day Klimaraja, Chris Klimazuski here with you this week. Next week, we're doing Royal Rumble predictions, so obviously Andrew Servideo will be back in his seat. He skipped out on this one. He's not even going to hear uh, it's it. Not, so. He's not feeling well. Yeah, it's not like not he's going to feeling well. It's not like Air he's going to listen anyway. So he's not going to hear us talking nonsense about him anyway. A huge title change this past Monday: Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose in a triple threat match. Bobby Lashley, the new Intercontinental Champion. I don't hate it. I actually like this a lot. I love it. So do I like this I was is surprised. great. I was so really was surprised. I. I was really surprised too, but I think that's why I like it because we weren't really expecting the title to change hands. And if we were real, if we were expecting it, you thought Seth was going to win. You didn't think Bobby was going to win yeah. in the longest time. And you know what? This is different. You know, it's something we haven't seen. We we because we like I just said, we easily could have known either Dean or Seth were going to win this title. We had we had gave Bobby Lashley no chance to win this, and he did. It yeah. was it was great. It was even it was a great match too. It was a really good match. The finish was really fun. Um, I was surprised, like I said. Uh, I think it's a good call though because ever since Dean turned heel, I've been like not very compelled by anything he's really doing. His story's been like, eh, his yeah, yeah. He's been, been eh. it's been a little like dry a little yeah. bit. You can't put the uh, the IC belt back on Seth right now. Obviously, with the Rumble, Rumble coming up, he he's a big favorite to win the Rumble, mm-hmm. so he can't be brought down right now by the IC. So I, I, think, th- I think it makes sense. I think the biggest disappointment in recent memory is this Seth Rollins Dean Ambrose feud. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was handled so poorly. It should have been a home run. And the match at TLC, first off, this blood feud was just a one-on-one technical wrestling match. Two, it didn't have a shot because it was sandwiched between AJ versus Daniel Bryan and the women's TLC match. Yep. So, this was for argue, for lack of a better term, this was the break match. This was the go to the bathroom, get your popcorn match for the, get ready for the <laughs> get ready for the main event, which is an absolute shame because these two guys could main event any day of the week, it's two any of, show. Two of the best, yeah. And it was mishandled terribly. The breath of fresh air throwing Bobby Lashley in it gives something, you know, gives it more Leo Rush getting involved that puts yeah. them over as two not only heels, now dominant heels. He's a champion, Bobby Lashley. And it opens the opportunity for fresh matches, different feuds. 
hopefully Dean does something more interesting than he's been doing with calling out the crowd with the really boring cheap heat stuff that he's to say oh i i hate this town i'm in whatever yeah, i hate it's, this city it's and it's such a shame because he's one of the best talkers they have mm-hmm. yep. he's one of the best overall guys in the company yep. and this past you know what what was it almost two months of intercontinental, intercontinental title reign was lackluster and I don't, I don't think that's his fault no that's just what he was given he'll probably stay around the IC picture I think I don't know where else he would go from here at this current time I think Seth is going to jump into the main event I think yeah I think Seth is done with that story I think Seth and Dean as a as a story is done for now maybe yeah. maybe they'll interact in the rumble but that's it Maybe they have like yeah. a, a team up moment for a minute, and I think uh, Seth I think, throws them over. Yeah, I think you might see. Um, I think you'll probably see uh, like a one-off match with Seth versus Bobby, trying maybe for the IC title. I think Bobby will win, obviously, and then then you'll see Seth go into the the Universal Title run. I Should, think Lashley's going to take the title into Mania. I hope so. Makes sense. I don't know why he would drop it. From I think he'll defend it either some a big time one-on-one match or some sort of ladder match. Whatever they do, whatever they decide to do between the Intercontinental and the U.S. title on the other on the other show on SmackDown, one will be one. One of those one. will be a ladder match. One of them will be on the pre-show. That's usually how that works. Yeah. Bobby Lashley, Zack Ryder, WrestleMania. Sign me up for it. Stop it! You're the only one. On it that feels list. like <laughs> for me. It feels like Rusev's gonna get that pre-show match, and then Bobby's gonna get the big multi-man match. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I also heard that Vince loves Andrade. Yeah. Now just Andrade. They got rid of the second and third, the first and second best parts of his three-part Which name. Which is weird. To do. Cien Almas. It's not uncommon. They, they cut it. Now he's just Andrade. Not but an uncommon move. A lot of people said, oh, well, the people who get their names cut are usually in store for something. You know, Cesaro dropped the Antonio. He went on to win the first Andre Battle Royal. You don't do it for fun, yeah. Exactly. Big E dropped the Langston. He was part of the, the best tag team in years. Yep. So well, whoever, whoever else, you know, Rusev dropped the Alexander, and I, then he went on that big win streak. Whatever it is. They dropped the San Almas. Fine. Vince is paying attention. There are plans for him. This guy, yeah, he had an incredible match with Rey Mysterio on SmackDown. That was so good. What, an, what, a, what a match. And he gets over as a heel. Zelina Vega distracted Rey Mysterio. Andrade gets the win. And the thing is that the word is Andrade is either going to wrestle at Mania one-on-one for the U.S. title or in a ladder match. That's, okay. that's apparently at the moment what Vince wants to see. So if that's the case, maybe you get a U.S. title ladder match. Maybe you get something like... Rusev, Andrade, Mysterio, Jeff Hardy. There's enough guys to make Nakamura. It, make a great maybe match. Five, yeah. yeah, and then on the other end, you get Bobby Lashley versus Dean Ambrose. Or, or Bobby Elias. Lashley. Yeah, something like yeah. Bobby Lashley lies like for the hundredth time. Yeah. Whatever it is. So, that being said, tie it all back. Bobby Lashley is IC champ. I'm so on board. I can't wait. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Is this the first title he's held since coming back? No, I was going to say, since he's held the ECW title? They said it's been 10 years. It's been. Yeah, he was ECW champ. He was U.S. champ. Oh, he was the U.S. champ. Okay, I didn't know that. I, I think thought... he was U.S. first, though. He's done, like, nothing since he came back, so this is a really yeah, nice. So this, yeah, so this is a, his officially first title since holding since the ECW, ECW title in early 07. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's a real word. That let's, hope, let's, hope it's a good, <laughs> let's hope it's a good run. And, you know, I think what I'm most look excited for it, this upcoming week about the Bobby Lashley run is what Leo Rush has to say. Because Leo Rush is going to put him over huge. And they're going to establish themselves as, you know, to top a top heel program on yeah. Monday Night Raw, which is I, great. I liked his play in the finish. He uh, pulled the rope down, Seth flipped over. It, it, wasn't, yeah. it, it wasn't too much. Also, triple threats, no DQ anyway. Yep. It wasn't too much. All he did was pull the rope down. Great. Great stuff. Makes Seth still look real strong. 
And now it's so funny to see where Bobby Lashley has fallen since. Obviously, he's on his way back up, but where he's fallen since he's come back a year ago. He had originally signed with the intention of facing Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Yeah, that's what we thought. And then he had that. um, Then he had nothing. Yeah. I thought that was crazy even back then because, you know, you saw Bobby beat Roman. What was it at um, Extreme Rules? I think it was. And he, we all thought that this was going to be Bobby's Lashley yeah, push against Brock Lesnar. And then Roman wins on a Monday, a random Monday Night Raw, and he automatically gets the title to fight Brock. Didn't we make were, any sense. We were like, what the heck? It was one-to-one. Yeah. yeah and then, and, the, and the, that was the really like the last time we seen Bobby in the title picture. So anyway, Bobby Lashley, Intercontinental Champion. I think he'll have a good showing in the Royal Rumble. I'm looking forward to that. Now, Clem, i got to ask you, this Sasha Banks and Ronda Rousey feud Heating up. How do you feel about it? I love it. I love it. Look, you're both. I think this is setting up for, and we've mentioned this even when Ronda just came in, came into the WWE a year ago. When are we going to get this four horsewomen versus four horsewomen match? And they're building it because now you got you already had uh, Becky and Charlotte feuding with Ronda. Now you have Sasha feuding with Ronda. All you have to do is get the happiest person in the world, Bailey, to feud with Ronda, and then. You'll have it set up because Shayna is already ready. Shayna and Ronda can go at any time. It's the matter of fact of getting Maria Shafir and Jessamine Duke ready and getting them enough matches so they can have this uh, four horsewomen match, four horsewomen match. Whether it's at Mania in a couple months, I or, think it's a Survivor Series match. Or that was my next, or a Survivor Series. But I don't know what the rush is. There, there is no. Why rush. are we going to rush? Shayna Baszler has been in NXT for about a year at this point. Yeah. A little over a year. And Duke and Shafir just got to TV. Yeah. There's no rush. Even if they wanted to do it at this year's Survivor Series, you got 10 months. I think the sense of urgency right now is because of how hot her feud is with Becky, and Charlotte's kind of involved now, too. And now if you you put that, put that on the back burner now and you don't re- address it for, what, like two years till they're ready, it could really lose a lot of steam. Yeah. I think then 10 months till Survivor Series, I think that's the move. It's, I think WrestleMania is way too quick. Yeah. Plus, you have huge plans. That's not happening at Mania. Yeah. Survivor Series, maybe, maybe even SummerSlam. You know, that's still months away as well. But I think it makes sense for Survivor Series. Yeah. yeah. With the elimination format, that there's the way to go. Unless they do it, you know, a Raw versus SmackDown thing again. But at that point, they could they could even just turn it into WWE versus NXT. Yeah. If they had to. And this cool. this feud is is really good because, and like I said, it I've said it time and time again. You know, you haven't really seen Ronda fight anyone good. You've seen her fight Tamina. You've seen her fight Nia. Uh, any everyone in the Riot Squad, Nikki, all these, Alexa. yeah, Nikki. I still I, don't even get me started with Nikki Bella. Um, but you're fi- finally seeing her fight good wrestlers in the WWE. You seen her fight? Did she? I forgot if she fought Ember Moon. Did she? No, she tagged she teamed with her. She fought Natalia. Natalia was the biggest she's got. Now Natalia, Charlotte, and now she's and fighting Sasha. Charlotte. That's right. And now I have soured on Sasha Banks for the past few months. Partly to, due to the booking, but I was just like, ah, eh, it's whatever. Yeah. And they say, oh, look, it's Sasha versus Ronda. I'm like, okay, that's that's cool. This Monday, I'm hooked. Sasha's back. Mm-hmm. This is the boss. Sasha's the heel, which is what she needs to be. She's the best heel. Yeah, exactly. Sasha's the best heel in the women's division. I don't care. She's a better heel than Charlotte. She's a better heel than Becky. She's – no boss, nobody – no boss is, oh, I love that guy. Oh, no. he's great. Any boss character – is a bad guy, is someone you do not like. Sasha Banks, as the boss, is a heel. Yeah. 
when I was watching that promo, like uh, after her match, she was talking, and Ronda came over there talking to each other. It was kind of like a interesting dialogue. I was like, oh wow, this is like this is good. Like Sasha's, and then you texted us, Sasha's back. It was exactly what I was feeling, and I was like, yes. Sasha you know, and is the back. crazy thing is, to you, I if you look on their Instagrams and Twitters, and even in the promos, you don't know if this is like real stuff. Like they're actually saying it to each other. Like this is how they actually feel. Or if this is just like all oh, just like scripted and everything like that, because it feels so genuine. I'll tell you right now, all that stuff going on on Twitter, that's throughout the company, whether it's everyone's doing it. Whether that. it's oh, yeah, everyone Ronda does that, yeah. and Charlotte Becky Sasha, or if it's, you know, the revival and somebody. I liked it at first. I thought it was pretty cool. Some of it's pretty funny, the quick jabs. I'm so over it. Like some a te- someone like Some of it's good, some Scott of it's... Dawson and Dash Wilder, the revival who are going on and on and on about on social media. Conspiracy theories. Give them that time on Raw to, instead of, you know, instead of you know, tweeting whatever to whoever, give them a microphone and let them talk. Same thing with Charlotte and Becky with Ronda. Yeah, they talk a little bit, but they go on and on and on about each other on Twitter. Obviously, they don't have as much time to do it on live TV, but you can give them a little extra time there. They, uh, I think they disrespected the revival big time this Monday. They had their match against Lucha House Party for the 30th time that no one really cares about. Half of the screen was that match. Half of the screen was guys like Apollo Crews, Apollo Crews and undercard Kurt guys Hawkins trying to knock on Vince McMahon's we door. We want a shot at whatever. And EC3 came into that picture, too. Made his what, a, what a bad way to but officially like, make his debut. But yeah. And then the reports afterwards, like the revival that might be asking the for their release. The revival reportedly asked for their release. I was like, I'm not surprised. And the obvious answer is go to AEW. They have a the built-in feud with the Young Bucks already. But you got to think, there's no way They're not letting the that anybody, go. whoever it is, that, that anybody who asks for their release in the next few weeks, next few months, there's no way WWE is going to say, yeah, get out of here. <laughs> Absolutely not. Apparently Mike and Maria Kanellis did the same thing. There's no way that, even if they're not saying, oh, we want to go to AEW, even if they just don't want to work for the WWE Vince anymore. wouldn't risk it. There is no way. They're going to be paid to sit at home. I saw Scott Dawson's dad had actually tweeted that they were told, give us three months and everything's going to change. That after they said, hey, we want our release, that whoever they asked said, give us three months. I don't know what that means. I don't know what's in store for the revival, but... The WWE can't afford to lose those guys. First off, they're great talents. They've been underutilized since they've been on the main roster. Second, they'll go on and have the feud of the year with the Young Bucks at AEW. Clem, you're raising your hand. Yes. Okay, say the Revival leaves. They do get their release. AOP hasn't been here in a while since they dropped the tag belts. I don't know where they are. Yeah, exactly. Is it bad that I didn't even notice that? I didn't notice that. That's what I was thinking. I just thought of that You love Drake Maverick. Where is he? Now, see, they haven't been there Say the revival goes, who's the best tag team on Raw? Or your tag team Gable. champions are Rude and Gable. You're not really selling you, me you on that. You got them. You got the B team. You got Lucha House Party. You know, if, to be you don't per- have much. To be perfectly honest, I think hopefully Heavy Machinery stays on Raw. That's who. That that's team. who I'm thinking. I'm thinking they're. If you really think about it, they might be the best tag team on Raw. It's possible. I think. I think they're just a counter to AOP. They're two big guys and they can play the babyface to the heels of AOP. I think that's your feud. Mm-hmm. The fact that you gave the titles to Rude and Gable just for the, the silly Drake Maverick story isn't worth it. 
Yeah. You guys care a lot more about heavy machinery than I do, but it really seems like they're just going to be a comedy act. Oh, they yeah. will be 100%. Oh, 100%. I don't yeah. think they're going to have any type They'll of be buried. Like, legitimate run here. Like, I think it's going to be like the fun like comedy space. The two things we saw what's the guy's name that came out? Otis. Be, Otis. Big Doze. He came out and it was pretty lady pointing at Alexa and then the next day they, they're Boom making, shakaloo! Come on, the, man! The next day they're making a weird shake. Stakes and, like, and weights, they, baby! They gave it a Becky, Stakes and weights! Like disgusting looking. They're, they're very entertaining. No, I'm not, I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying I don't think they have any legitimate run here. No, I... Look, they're very entertaining. They're solid in the ring. Are we going to be raving about them in six months saying, oh, uh, Heavy Machinery is doing great on the main roster? I doubt it. I think they'll have a quick, you know, whoever the champions are, whether it's Rude and Gable, whether AOP get it back, I think they'll have a quick feud with a tag team just as they get up mm-hmm. to get things going, and then we won't see them for a while. I read that Otis isn't like that on NXT. Like, they really over-exaggerated They him did. For- he well, he is like that. But not to but that. But they, they dialed it up for sure. Okay. Another thing I wanted to talk about, you know, we mentioned, you just, Mark, you just mentioned him pointing at Alexa Bliss. How do you guys feel about the whole Alexa Bliss, like, getting changed thing? Like in the locker room, you saw the guy walk in. Well, the the word on that is that it's very controversial. Obviously, I read that, a, obviously I read a lot. The word is that Vince is looking for more sex appeal. Edgy. So okay. that's why, yeah. So that's why they did the Alexa Bliss so. thing. They they've been doing the Maybe. Mandy Rose bit on SmackDown. Now I, I could take it or leave. I'm it. not gonna say I have a problem with it. I don't. But sure. Whole, <laughs> and, but like, I'm just gonna say we're gonna like talk it out. Um. On Tuesday, Mandy does it, and it's part of a story, and it kind of works. Like it's like, oh, she's seducing. Yeah, Alexa Bliss for the Alexa Bliss, they just it did made it no to do sense. It. It didn't make any sense. And like the guy knocks, he's like, oh, I'm coming in. You you here? She doesn't answer. And it wasn't even like she's three it, feet away from the door. And the, <laughs> if if for example, it was Elias who knocked on the door, and she's you know half naked, and Elias sings a song about it or whatever. It was some like. Supposed to be like Joe intern. Schmo, yeah, yeah. who doesn't like the runner who got her coffee. It doesn't. He make knocked sense. twenty times. He said, I'm coming in. Are you here? He you know, it in. reminded me of like those early, like those late nineties like promos, like the divas. Like you saw like Trish Stratus, you saw Maria, Tori Wilson used to cut like that too. You know when they were just in their towels. Yeah. Or it wasn't any good. Didn't make any sense. You know, I didn't. I don't hate it though. You know, because I see it get scrutinized left and right on cage side seats, on NoDQ.com, Bleacher Report, all these things. Again, it's getting criticized, even with the Mandy Rose thing, too. I don't have an issue with the Mandy Rose part. It's part, I don't, it's I part don't of have, the story. I works. don't have an issue with either of them, really. I mean, I'm, not, I'm, I'm just saying that because, you know, we're men because we people, like that. But <laughs> For people who are saying, like, bad stuff about Alexa, she is more revealing in her in-ring attire than she was I, on I Monday. I saw a lot of people saying that, she, too. She covered everything. Like, for that, for anyone to be upset, like... Yeah, I mean, no, the, I, I don't have an issue with what happened or why it happened. It just didn't make any it sense. It didn't make sense. That's and all. Then, I, yeah. Continuity error. She walked out and didn't have her coffee that the guy brought her. So yeah, the, so the whole like, thing made no sense. He ended up just not bringing the coffee. Unbelievable. But and the, her segment was coming up next, and she wasn't changed already yet. What I will say is that her upcoming segment, A Moment of Bliss, I happen to really enjoy. Otis Dozovich aside, I happen to really enjoy. So did I. I like these, uh, the, the Moment of Bliss. I like that. And what you're doing when you're. And this was the first time it was a really big-time segment, not including either Ronda or the Raw Women's Championship or the title scene there. You got Paul Heyman. I was a little confused when I saw Paul Heyman. I was like, oh, So you're bringing in a, a different storyline on Raw. It's the same thing. You're bringing all these people together, intermingling these storylines, and you have Alexa Bliss and Paul Heyman back and forth on the mic. Who says no? Who says I don't. no to that? And let's not forget, they revealed the WWE Women's Tag Belt. That's right. 
Love them. I thought, first of all, they're the coolest belts. Oh, they, really they look real nice. The and now the word is that at Elimination Chamber, it'll be three teams from Raw and three teams from SmackDown fighting in the Elimination Chamber to be crowned the new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. I liked it. I was surprised. I thought it was going to be at WrestleMania. I think we all did. We thought it was going to be the, the crowning at Mania. But uh, it's good. It gives us Elimination Chamber another reason to watch, another like compelling storyline mm-hmm. of the match. So now, before we go to break, we got to talk this out. Who do you see the teams being in this show? Well, on the Raw side, Sasha and Bailey have to be a lock. Obviously. Whether, I think I think whether Sasha wins the title at the Rumble or not, which obviously she's I don't not, think she will. But regardless, I think you have them. You have two of the three members of the Riot Squad. Yep. Probably Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan, right? I would think so. Ruby's not going to be in it? I, I wouldn't feel, think so. I would feel like, because when you see, like, when you have factions like that, you know, you usually take, like, the two lower ones, and usually, like, Ruby Riot will be fighting for, like, the women's tag belt, like the like the main belt. And then the third team, Nia and Tamina? Yes. Agreed. So that makes sense. So sure then, And then on the SmackDown side, you have the Iconics, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Yeah. Naomi. And uh, who's that last? Uh, Naomi. No, no. I was thinking. I was thinking. Oscar have a belt. I, I was. Oscar. I was thinking Naomi and, and Carmella. And Carmella, just because Maybe Carmella and our truth. I was yes. <laughs> I was thinking just Naomi and Carmella, just because Naomi's beefing with Mandy right now, and Carmella's beefing with Sonya. So that's the only reason that I thought be. they, they could tag up. It's so a th- it's a third team. Or it feels you, like either Sasha and Bailey or the Iconics. Really, the for Iconics win. for for the whole thing. I can see the Iconics. I can't see the Iconics. I can't see the Iconics. I think Sasha and Bailey lose and win it at Mania. So they don't get, so they don't, oh, they're not the first, but they get the big moment at WrestleMania. I think that might be where we're going. Yeah, people, you've had that. I mean, look who the first uh, SmackDown tag belts were. Keith Slater and Rhino. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Mark didn't even know. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, we'll get to the Elimination Chamber in a few weeks. At least after the Royal Rumble, but first we're going to step aside for another break. You're listening to the Phenomenal Forum here on mywcwp.org. American Dream. You're listening to the Phenomenal Forum on WCWP Sports. He's just a common man. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Phenomenal Forum. Matt Weinstein, the big homie, Mark Sanger. The modern-day Klimaraja, Chris Klimazuski here with you here on mywcwp.org. we got to start it off SmackDown. We'll start with the main event segment. Weird to put it here. Anyway, The Miz, and he threw his, correct me if I'm wrong, it was called the Bestie Birthday Bash for Shane McMahon. I think I got that one right. Say that three times fast. Bestie Birthday Bash, Bestie Birthday Bash, Bestie Birthday Bash. Got you, Klim. That's why you're the host. So (laughs) we got Shane McMahon and we got The Miz. I don't know about you guys. I know a lot of people aren't about it, but I love Babyface Miz. Yeah, the work he's doing right now is great on the mic. He's obviously always amazing. Um, he's been really good. All the stuff with Shane. Shane's been uh, unsure if he wants to trust him. He wants to team up with him, but Miz is well. He's really, in now. I know now he's in. He's but Miz in is, neck deep. He's still I love so him. persistent. And last week it was kind of weird. Um, they had. Uh, Miz fight uh, Shane fought when he wasn't ready, and then this week Miz fought when he wasn't ready. So they're kind of throwing each other into matches, and that's good. right. So they had the Miz beat Sheamus. It continues this Sheamus and Cesaro feud with the Miz and Shane McMahon. I think it's a lock that they win the tag. Yeah, I was gonna say Rumble, I think it's right? a really good shot they win. I think there's no shot they lose. Because I, we'll do predictions next week. I think a lot of matches are going to be retaining. I think this is a, a title switch. See, like I'm not look. I like I like the Miz playing the face and everything, but. 
I'm not a fan of of Shane McMahon just constantly being in. Like you know, when it comes down to like Mania time, he's I feel like he's always trying to do more wrestling than he like he than he should be. I'm not really like I'm not all for Shane, you know, putting himself in matches and whatnot. I mean, I love it. The segments they're cutting are great and everything, but I'm just not it. No, usually I agree with what you're saying. Like I didn't like when he fought AJ. I thought that was stupid. But meanwhile, it was the best match on the card. It was a good match, exactly. But um, I don't mind this. It's just, the bar is a little a little boring to me, at least. I know a lot of people like them a lot, but I think this really spices up everything. It makes I hap- yeah, I happen to enjoy it. Plus. For months, everybody's been saying, oh, the Usos, the New Day, the bar, the Usos, the New Day, the bar, that's the SmackDown tag team scene. Yep. You throw The Miz and Shane McMahon in there, it's something new. It's something different that a lot of people can enjoy, that can latch on to. Exactly. It's entertaining, and that's the big one. Mm. Yeah, I know. I understand. I understand it. I'm just, yeah. I'm not a big Shane guy. And now the big question is that where is this going to lead? Is the, is this leading to somebody turning in a Miz versus Shane McMahon match at Mania? I don't think so, but I feel like that's the only logical place to go. I wouldn't be opposed for it. If they turn yeah. Shane heel on the Miz, I don't think that works. It doesn't. I, I can't picture a world where Shane's like beating up the Miz with like a chair or something, and the and the Miz is getting like like real babyface sympathy. Right now, it's kind of just like oh, he's fun, like he's like exactly. But and one, he's not gonna get babyface sympathy. Two, because the Shane McMahon turning him is like oh. Well, that happened. It doesn't have enough impact. It's not yeah. exactly. So I don't know. I don't know where this leads. Hey, you know what? This is why we don't write for the company. So, and you know what? <laughs> Again, though, they had the um, Gals and Anderson came back for one week. Saturday came back for one week. Yeah, and, and we said, "Oh, look, everybody's back. It's gonna freshen and things now up." They're not. Being yeah, used like they're again. for like they're for, not like but like air quotes forcing. Miz and Shane together as a tag team. Meanwhile, you do have good tag teams like Carl, uh, like Gals and Anderson, and like Sanity, who get no burn on SmackDown for some odd reason. To be fair, I, w- I would rather what we're getting right now than the the club versus the bar or something like nah, that. Nah, I'd rather. But uh, give me, give me. Uh, I still think they should be. I enjoy. Used. I'm enjoying this. I'm cool with it. But that doesn't mean I think they just shouldn't be on television weeks at a time. Yeah, I didn't need the main event either. Uh, yeah, it didn't need the main event. Mysterio Andrade should have been the main event. Should have 100% event. been in that main event slot. Yeah. It didn't make any sense. Um, also on SmackDown, we had a promoted Samoa Joe versus Mustafa Ali match, which would have been great. But Joe came out, he beat down Mustafa Ali. That shot he took to the ring post looked brutal. Like stiff. That yeah. looked, yeah, stiff's the word. So we didn't get that match. Samoa Joe cuts the promo. Oh, this is my first Royal Rumble. I'm going to win it. I'm going to do that whole thing. This is good that this is happening around this time. I can believe that. And I remember, like, yeah, this is his first Rumble. He was hurt last year. Then two years ago, we thought he was going to be a surprise entrant, and he wasn't. And he debuted the night after. Yeah. I'm on board for a big Samoa Joe Royal Rumble push. He's going to have a really good showing. The Rumble. Been on that wave, man. Samoa Joe should get pushed. He doesn't. He keeps constantly, when it comes down to like these big title fights, and even when he was on Raw, he keeps losing. Give my man Samoa Joe the title. He deserves it. I would say he has no shot at winning the Rumble. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's, he's winning the Rumble. Oh, neither do I. But. He's not getting a title <laughs> shot at Mania. He might get like eight eliminations, like a really good show. Yeah, he could be, the especially without a Roman Reigns, potentially without a Braun Strowman, as I was talking about him, earlier. Him or McIntyre. Samoa Joe. Yeah, exactly. Samoa Joe and McIntyre are those two guys who you think could carry the Rumble as not not necessarily workhorses, but like as the big guy 
stacking up the eliminations. I'm looking forward to I hope we get the two of them standing off. I think that'd be yeah. pretty cool because since they've both been on the main roster, well, since they've both been in WWE in general, they haven't faced off at all. Joe had just left NXT when McIntyre got in, and then Joe's on SmackDown, McIntyre's on Raw. We haven't seen the two of them face off. That's a big one. You see guys like that face off, and that that's arguably one of my favorite parts of the Rumble. Those are the coolest moments. When you have these guys stand off who either A, have never faced off, it's a dream matchup, or B, have a lot of history together. Like I remember a couple years ago, Cena and Randy Orton faced off in the middle of the ring. Yeah. I think it was, it was a while ago. I think it was 2011 when they had the big 40-man one. And Cena and Randy Orton faced off in the middle of the ring. And it was supposed to be this really cool moment because they hadn't wrestled in a, in a couple years. Bef- it was flat, And right? nobody cared. Yeah. 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 Like, it happened when, uh, you know, Goldberg came back for the Rumble and you saw him in reverse Brock. That was cool. Last year was cool what they did. It was like the three new guys versus the three veterans. It, when was, it, was, it was John, Ray, and Randy? And Randy. Nakamura, and then, Roman, Na- Nakamura, Roman, and Finn, and Finn. That was, was the like three. new era versus old era. That was I, I thought that was really cool. <clears throat> that was hot. That was hot. And yeah, I'm looking for stuff like that again. The Samoa Joe, Drew McIntyre. If we get a, you know, a Rey Mysterio, Seth Rollins, stuff like that. That's what that's what I'm looking for. That's yeah. what the Royal Rumble's all about. An NXT guy, like yeah, wh- whoever comes in. If we, you know, Seth Rollins, Adam Cole, whatever it is, the Velveteen Dream pops up. Whoever it is. I'm really looking forward to it. You think uh, Lars is going to debut at the Rumble? I think he must, right? Yeah, we haven't talked about Lars Sullivan. That's he, big. He's the only new face from NXT who hasn't been on TV yet. The word is that two weeks ago he was set to debut on Raw, and he left the building with like an anxiety attack or something like that. They tried again the next night, and he didn't show up. Yeah. And then I don't think they pulled the plug on him yet, but that's not good. It's not good. It's not – I – it's not good, and I don't. I real here's a bold prediction. I don't think he's gonna come. I think he's gonna. Why not? They might just scrap the because whole. Because you realize when they made when all the NXT guys made their debuts, they didn't even mention Lars Sullivan. Like, where is Lars Sullivan? Why isn't he here? He's still they on the promos. They though. Did, I, I, he was, is. Was he on the promos? Yeah, I didn't watch man. too much of. They show like the graphic. He's still there. Okay, then, but. I don't, I, bold prediction. I don't think he's coming to the WWE. The word there was a good chance. The word was that he was going to wrestle Cena at Mania. Uh, so whether that's still going to happen or not, he would obviously go over. Is one thing exactly? Yeah. Which means uh, they see a lot in him. Yeah. So if they still have that match scheduled on paper is one thing, but I don't think they would completely pull the plug on him. Probably not. I think the Roy- the Rumble is a, sm- a smart enough spot to debut him because he could be one of those guys like that a Joe like a McIntyre an absolute monster yeah but it's it's risky at this point now because you don't because you never know you don't know if he's having anxiety attacks panic attacks you put him out there on TV and what if, like, if he freaks out or something it's a really bad look for everyone involved did you, did you guys get the update today that, about Kevin Owens that was sad yeah I was upset uh, Mar- Mark was crying about it I wasn't crying but he's he one w- of my favorites so I was we, Mark wasn't crying I was borderline devastated <laughs> um that's tough. I was looking forward to a potential Lashley Owens feud. Tell our viewers what the update was. Yeah, that uh, nice. Our listeners, okay. Uh, Kevin Owens is comeback is going to be pushed back. He's probably not coming back until after WrestleMania. That's a bummer. Yeah, that's, that's for huge. sure. He, he would he could have been a possible 
you know, Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble return, something like that. And Sami Zayn seems to be not even close to coming back. They played those two. I think it was just to make you feel like, oh, wow. Oh, like, see, like things works. are new and, and they're fresh. Works. We got excited. <laughs> and they were just like, hey, just kidding. You'll see them in May. <laughs> Psych. Another thing about Lars Sullivan, they've been playing his vignettes since Survivor Series. It's been like two months now. Yeah, they played his vignettes for a while. Then they... The rest of them came up, too. Bun- they bunched them together with everybody else's. Hey, like, am I the only one who thinks that, like, you know, like, when they keep saying, like, coming soon, Lars Sullivan and, like, Nikki Cross and EC3, like, what happened to, like, when they just made surprise debuts? Like, why did they have to announce it? Because... NXT is a thing now. These people aren't just coming out of the blue. Yeah. So that's Vince's mindset where he said, oh, well, these people show their face a little bit before we put them in something. That's why. Mm. Because, you know, unless you're AJ Styles, he's the only one who got that treatment. You know, aside from Sting, two guys who people have been watching around the world for, at that point, 15 to 25 years. NXT first. The two of them, unless you're one of them, yeah, you're going to go to NXT first. Someone like a Kenny Omega probably wouldn't have. He he's probably would have gotten yeah. the same. I don't think he's coming to the WWE anyway, but yeah. he's in the same type of situation as AJ Styles to you don't need to just put him come NXT. straight. Yeah. People are going to pop. They're going to know who he is. Everybody else, like, and the same thing. Like, someone like a Ricochet, someone like an Adam Cole could have came straight to the main roster. People probably would have reacted, but you send them down to NXT – it's just better. Everyone's better off. I almost wonder if it's like a form of punishment with some guys. Some guys are like, you know what? You're going to go to NXT first, and we're going to do it that way. Well, that's the rumor with uh, Drew mentioned last week, Marty Scroll, right? He might be going to NXT. I mean, I feel like he doesn't need NXT. Well, uh, a lot of it isn't the, you know, necessarily needing NXT. You're ready to wrestle. A lot of it is it's the first time a lot of these guys are working with this sort of camera setup. They're not super. Mm comfortable cutting promos you know did you see the ricochet on live thing? tv I, yeah. yeah it was trip there was a lot of because the nxt uk performance center officially opens triple h cut a lot of cut a lot of backstage interviews and stuff like that he's talking you know people coming in even if you know they've been wrestling for 15 years all over the world they don't really know they're not really comfortable cutting a promo in front of a big live audience yeah. like that they don't know you know where to look at the hard cam or whatever it is so that's where a lot of NXT comes into play. It's not necessarily, oh, they're not ready to wrestle on the main roster. Okay. WWE yeah. is also like a much like safer style than what a yeah, lot, they what a lot work, of these guys Like, if you look at someone like a Shinsuke Nakamura, he came in from, if you watch, you know, his last match in New Japan and his first match in NXT, well, his first match in NXT, bad example, He, Sami Zayn probably just told him, hey, just, just beat the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. But after that match, you could see slowly but surely he was adapting to more of a WWE style. Since he's come up to the main roster, that's totally changed. Yeah. Did you see the videos on both of you guys on Twitter of a the AEW guys invading like this random like bar wrestling promotion? I saw a tweet about it. I didn't watch the videos. It was cool. It was really cool. You had um, Adam Hangman Page come out first, then Cody and Brandy Rose came out, then the Young Bucks came out. It was really. I was like, whoa. Yeah, I heard a lot about it. It was really because imagine just like randomly being at this like was Jericho there. Jericho was not there. Okay, but I'm mean, like imagine like we're in the crowd. It was just like if we went down if we went down to Kurt Hawkins's uh, Creative Pro Wrestling and then bam AEW shows up. What? <laughs> I'd love that. That'd be amazing. Yeah, that's nuts. I'm I'm really excited to see where they go. But the big thing is that especially now with the rumors of oh the revival and Mike and Maria Kanellis requesting their release, I was like oh well they're gonna go to AEW and. 
Dolph Ziggler and Ty Dillinger and Zack Ryder and all these people, they're going to, oh, of course they're going to request their release and go to AEW. Hold on. Like, yeah, don't get me wrong. I fully expect AEW to be a success. They have some great talent already signed. They have a boatload of money. But at the moment, that's all they have. They don't have a product. They don't have somewhere for these people to go. So for someone like a Revival to say, oh, we want to leave, we want to go there right now, God forbid, what happens if it flops? I think that's just where like the passion comes into it, though, because even like Cody Rhodes, I'm always like, you're crazy for leaving WWE. That's true. That's a good you're point. Cody, um, American Dream's son. Like, come on, Dusty. Dusty, excuse me, I, <laughs> I, I couldn't think of it. And I was like, how can you, how can you leave? Everyone's like, dude, you're making millions. You're like, how are you leaving? And he's like, I, I just have a passion. I want to do other things. I'm, I'm sick of being gold dust, stardust. I don't want to do it anymore. And it worked. That was such a bad he gambled, gimmick. He gambled on himself, and it worked. That was such a bad gimmick. And that's the, that, and that's where it comes up. The gambling on yourself is is it going to be worth it? Will AEW be worth it? Yeah, I think so. You see it a lot in pro sports where guys, I think a one year deal and show them that I'm worth it. You know, that's a good point. That's a very good point. But I think the big thing, everybody's just got to slow down. Mm-hmm. Everyone's saying, oh well, this person's going to go and this person's going to go, and in five years they're going to be on top of WWE. All right, relax, because. None of that is happening right now. All that's happening is that they're starting to build something. They're building an alternative, which is good for the industry, I think. Mm-hmm. It gives some, it gives wrestlers an alternative. It gives fans an alternative. And it gives WWE that push to say, hey, step up your game, because there is somebody potentially knocking on the door. And I think which they is are. Great. And I think they are. The WWE stepping up is stepping up their game because you see all this news surrounding AEW right now, and we've seen better things from the WWE in the past couple of weeks since AEW officially became a thing. If that's true, that they told the Revival to give us three months, that's really exciting to see what they do with the Revival now. It'll be interesting, yeah. for sure. I'm looking forward to it. Finally, before we close out, we got to touch on it. NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool. So good. Last weekend. Clem, I know you watched it. Mark, you see any of it? I saw the Finn match. That's all I really... saw the Finn Balor match. So, first off, we'll, we'll go through the card. Zach Gibson and James Drake beat Mustache Mountain for the UK tag titles. This was match of the night. You think? I think so. Tyler Bate is an absolute... That was a great prodigy. match. That was a great match. I think match. he just turned 22. <laughs> He's ridiculous, that man. So he's like the Velveteen Dream of UK. He is so, so good. And that, that tag match was real good. Finn Balor beat Jordan Devlin... That match was really interesting. It was, you know, it was, it was like the old Finn Balor. Yeah. It was the way crowd, he looked in NXT. Crowd, crowd, crowd popped huge, and he got to wrestle a style he hasn't really been wrestling <laughs> on the main roster. Um, Tony Storm won the UK Women's Title. Shocked. Yeah, I, I, was, I, was, I was surprised. I was surprised that. too. And the big one, Pete Dunne retained the title against Joe Coffey, and then Walter debuted. That's Drew's guy. I know, yeah, Andrew, it's Drew's Andrew's guy. Boy. If he was here, he'd, he could talk all about it. But yeah, obviously, he's sick at home. I'll have to wait till next week because, you know, it is the Royal Rumble prediction <laughs> show. So, you know, he'll be here. But Walter debuting is absolutely huge. Yeah. And a potential Pete Dunn versus Walter match WrestleMania weekend will blow the roof off the building wherever it ends up. Wherever it is. That's for sure. So, anyway, this has been the Phenomenal Forum. One more show before the Royal Rumble. Next week, we'll give you all of our predictions, as well as some NXT TakeOver Phoenix predictions. That one's going to be good as well. 
But until then, this has been the Phenomenal Forum here on mywcwp.org.